This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. supposed to bring this show back in. I'm supposed to do the rest of the show while Amuthan is over there deleting herself. Mm. Making sure there is no late. sign. Too late. Can't really delete yourself. You see, that's the whole thing Can't with what, what he said, you know. In that sense, if you, you know, I mean, it's never, I guess somebody screaming and saying, it's never too late because to not everybody yourself. searched you yet. Yeah, but, it's like you, to delete yourself, you have to almost put more of yourself out there again. Well, but then you also wonder wherever else you are, will you just recycle back out? Sure. You know, you might get rid of certain resources now, but eventually you'll oh, your phone number or your name will be put out there by someone or you're on a contact list. Well, that's once the thing. Again, it's not even you anymore. You share your contact list and somebody else has put you out there. Yep. Yeah, it's fascinating. It really, and I, it almost to me seems so overwhelming to figure out how you can protect oneself when it comes to that and to where you get to where... Well, should I bother, right? But exactly. then we get, answer that question that we get talking to Danielle McLaughlin so much about, about our security, about our convenience, and at that point where we say, well, I'll let the bank worry about how to keep my, my identity uh-huh. and stuff safe because it gives me a headache to think otherwise. It really, really is overwhelming. On Wednesdays and Fridays, we're joined to talk about things going on in different regions around our country. Today, we're joined by Karen McGee, AMI Content Development Specialist in Morrisburg, Ontario. Karen, how's things today? Good. You guys just need to go full Ron Swanson. Uh-oh. Parks and Recreation reference? No. She'll know it. Head. She knows no, it. She I knows know it better than I do. Yeah, but we can't We can't do... Off the radar just doesn't... It doesn't work anymore. Off the grid, whatever. It doesn't work anymore. We have to... I know. I just... I just it cracks people. me up. It cracks me up when he gets mad, when he realizes he tries to smash the computer. Yeah. He thinks that'll get him off. That'll get him out of there. That'll wipe. Yeah, yeah that'll get him <laughs> yeah. whenever he smashes his computer. So cute. Love that. Sh- love that show so much. So, so I'm much. trying to think of what the old reference of something like that was a show where, where, we, where we saw a character do that and say, now they can't get all. It was like, again, something like a computer as if they totally then, aha, now nobody can find me. Um. You've got a, incredible topics today here to talk about. Last week was Canadian Down Syndrome Week. And a group in Simcoe County, Ontario, supports families in the area. Um, and, and this is just amazing. Uh, why is a group so important to families like this in this situation? So, so the big reason, and I think it's the reason that a lot of these organizations exist, and I think it's a very important reason, is to have connections with other families who are experiencing the same thing as you. Yes. So the Down, the Down Syndrome Association of Cinco County is a volunteer-driven charity, and it supports people living with Down syndrome as well as their families. Um, and, you know, they, they Cinco County is huge. I used to live there. Um, they have 75 member families, and there's basically three main goals they list on their website. It's to provide support and information, um, to promote increased knowledge and understanding of Down syndrome to the community, which I think is really important and sometimes missed in in organizations like this. And it's to assist ass- assessing services for families in need. And I really like what their executive director, Jennifer Van Gennep, told the Barry, uh, today.com. So I'm going to quote her directly here. 
It's so valuable to provide spaces for our friends with Down syndrome to get together, valuable for them, for their parents, and for their siblings, to see people with Down syndrome at different ages and stages and feel like they are part of a bigger community that understands their stories. Like, mm. that's perfect. I can't, I can't say it any better than that. You know, we, we get talking a lot about the strength of the disability community if we all band together. I know as, as members of the blind community, we're always saying that we really need to band together with other disabilities, other uh, marginalized groups, and make it huge so that it isn't that we become the minority uh, or sorry, the, the majority and and people who, you know, are out there, holy cow, they, they, you know, there's, I don't want to say safety in numbers, but if we can relate, if we can speak for support and help in some ways without um, being a detriment uh, to, to the group, to ourselves, to the causes that are out there that just people need to be made aware of, how wonderful that would be. However, Karen, there is that point of how you relate to people closer to your circumstance, in your circumstance. And sometimes we do need to stop as much as we say, yeah, we all need to hold hands as a a disability group, for example, be strong, but also recognize, hey, I need to talk to some people that may relate to my circumstances uh, a little more closely with a little more understanding. Can we talk about the activities? What, what kind of activities do they have? So they have activities for people of all ages. And I love this name for a, a young children's program, the We Ups, the oh, We nice. Ups and Downs program. We Ups <laughs> and Downs. I love that. I love a good pun. You know I like me. the pun. I like the meaning of it too. Yep. Um, they supply new parent program packages to area hospitals, which can be, a, you know, it can be a bit of a shock. That can be a, a, a time when, when families need a lot of support, when the babies are just born. The Club 21 All Ages Social Group is open to all members, as are their bowling and dance programs and events like Christmas parties, World Down Syndrome Day Dinner and Dance, the Young Adults Day program is available three days a week for members who have completed high school, and that provides social interaction, life skills development, and community involvement. They have things going on all the time, and for more information, you can check out their website at dsasc.ca. I like the idea of things going on. I know sometimes people say, you get too many things gone, it gets too busy. Yeah, but you know what? You can't attend everything. And it's always nice to know you don't, oh, I can't go to that event or we're going to be elsewhere, but that there's another event maybe a week or so after, not two or three months. So I think that's really important, especially when you're having these these relationships forming. And coming out of the last two and a half years, um, getting these relationships back is really important. Yeah, there's a lot of, unfortunately, people who really need it, people who have been very compromised, and you want to be able to do it in a way that's great for you, safe for you, um, but you definitely, I think, want to see these, the, the folks and reconnect, and, and that, that's great and, and healthy. Yep. Karen, one more story you want to get to. Benjamin LaChapelle from Montreal has completed another children's book. So what's this one about? So just a little bit about Benjamin first. He's a well-known artist and author, and I love the title of his latest book. Again, another good pun. It's called Pace Ants. It's P-A-C-E, hashtag A-N-T-S. It's about an anteater who learns a lesson, and wait for it, patience. Get it? Nice. Pace Ants, patience. Yeah. I don't hear Kelly laughing. I'm really hurt because I thought that was excellent. (laughs) There we go. Thank you. Thank you, Kelly. Um, so Ben was born and raised in Laurentian City, Quebec, Canada, just a couple hours away from me. He is what's known as a speedy artist. Um, people always comment about how fluid and effortlessly he draws. He basically draws in one shot with no erasing or revisions and often in one continuous stroke with his pen never leaving the paper. Whoa. I can't draw 
a um I can't draw anything. I'm just gonna put that can there. You do the star. I am, Remember the star I, that you had to I, I can do the star. Line? Okay. I can do the star, but it never turns out even. Oh. When yeah. it comes to crafting, I can craft. When it comes to actually using my hands to put pen to paper and do something, my husband is a very gifted drawer. I can't mm-hmm. that word always sounds funny. He can draw very well. He can paint very well. I, sorry, I just, I'm no good at stuff like that. So I really have a lot of respect for people who can do that, especially in one continuous stroke. That's insane. Um, his art always involves animals because that's what he loves most. You draw what you know, you draw what you love. He cares deeply about the environment and all of the well-being of animal species. All his books have animals in them or about animals. Um, when he's not creating or collaborating, he enjoys reading um, about animals, of course, walking his dogs, riding his bike. And he's also proficient at making all sorts of animal sounds and also a darn good whistler, which is not as easy as it sounds. No, Patience by Guns and Roses. You whistle that thing, man. That's not easy. Okay, I was just gonna, I was just gonna say whistling in general, but that's because I can't whistle. Okay, so this sounds really, really cool. Um, and he had a another book out before this one that also got really popular. He has a bunch of books out. There's a Yeti oh, nice. series he has out, I, and and they're all like animal based. I tried to count them, and I I just I I couldn't mm. count them all. They're they're kids books. Um, but they've got lovely messages in them, and you can get his books through Amazon. Um, you can also take a look at his website called Ben Animalia. So I'm going to spell that B E N A N I M A L I A dot com, and you can see all his other books listed there. Learn more about him and his work, which also includes paintings. He does animal sculptures as well, greeting cards, and calendars. Nice. I, I feel like I could learn more about patience if it was about animals. You know, like all these different themes and morals, as long as it's about animals, I feel like I'd pay more attention. (laughs) Well, and then that's true for a lot of kids, not that you're a kid, but like young people, like children, like that's a really good way Mm -hmm. to teach them is, is with, is with animals and use examples. And, um, again, I love a good pun and, and patience, pace ants. Ants. Nice. Okay. So you were talking about Amazon. Is that where we can go to get the book? You cats, where you can get the book, um, Amazon.ca. There's Kindle versions. Um, his website has some links there as well. Um, go and support young artists and and uh, and authors like this. I always try to buy a couple books a year from some of these stories that I talk about and give them to yeah. my niece and nephews who are still of that age. When they get a little bit older and out of that age, I'll probably just donate them to the nursery school right. or something. So I think I think these sorts of lessons that come from um, I don't want to say non-traditional authors, but um, authors that maybe tell stories in a different way are very valuable for young kids to read. And that cover all kinds of um, situations, let's say. You know, like I'm thinking of for adults, we're reading a lot or hearing a lot more self-development stuff out there. You know, all these different things that we need to focus on for mental health and other reasons. Um, so those things, if you're going to talk to kids about these same subject matters, you got to do it differently. Um, and and this way seems to be really amazing. Not to mention all the other talents that you you highlighted about Ben. Yeah, he's uh, he's he's a really talented young man. He's I um he's he works with Spectrum Productions as well that we've talked about a lot. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, Spectrum. Um, Karen, go on YouTube and look up. Remember on the Pink Panther cartoon, they had the Ard Anthony Ardvark. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I love a good up. Ardvark. But, I, okay, I, I have a question. That, like, don't the ants going up an Ardvark's nose really itch? Tickle, tickle, tickle. I would think, right? 
Oh, I just, the idea. Especially especially if they're a fire ant. Can you imagine making the mistake and sucking a fire ant up there? <laughs> you, you'd just be in so much trouble if you were an aardvark. You'd dance probably really funny. Oh, Le- my nose le- is Leading with your just, nose. My, my nose is hurting just thinking about it. Thanks. We'll catch you later. Great stuff. And go 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 scratch your nose now. Just don't go scratch my nose. Go enjoy there. this lovely weather in eastern Ontario today. And Let me know. This weekend. Uh, let me know if you find him out on YouTube because I haven't looked for that. I haven't seen that in years, that cartoon. Wow. Our content <laughs> development specialists join us on Wednesdays and Fridays here on Kelly and Company. In the next hour of the program, Ryan Huey will be here with the Chatty Bookshelf. We'll get to uh, conversation recaps and comment on segments from the past week, but we've got a special edition today as Danielle McLaughlin will join us. Up next, Bill Shackleton is here to kick off the second hour of Kelly and Company, Gateway Halfway Open. It's the buzz in a moment. Join us weekly for The Pulse with host Joita Gupta, who brings us closer to issues impacting the disability community across Canada. Watch The Pulse on YouTube or listen wherever you download your AMI podcasts.